listening to your little Instagram friends. Don't do it. They don't know shit. <laughs> they don't know shit. They don't know shit. Hi, I'm Esther Boykin. And I'm Erica Turner. We're licensed marriage and family therapists. And together we run Therapy is Not a Dirty Word a collection of workshops, retreats, happy hours, and other awesome ways, like this podcast, to bring people and therapists together in real life. With that being said, here's the podcast. So, I'm excited for today's topic. It's usually usually you who says you're excited. It is usually me who's excited, (laughs) but I am also excited. I am. I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times. Yeah. So I'm super excited about having it with all of the people because not just us. Not just us. I mean, mean, it's fun when it's just us. That's fine too. Basically, our podcast is essentially like us turning on the mic for things that we've talked about, however many times before we actually turn on the mic mic somewhere. Basically, yes. It's pretty much, except for when we talk to other people. (laughs) Then (laughs) Then it's a little bit bit more special. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to our private conversation. It's funny because it's true. So we're talking about bad advice today. We're talking about not listening to your little Instagram friends. Yeah. Please. If you take nothing away from this episode, please stop listening to your little Instagram friends. And I say this. They don't know shit. They don't know shit. They don't know. Literally like half my time on social media is going like, who is this person? And what what are they talking about? Yes. Where the hell do they get these words? And why do 1,500 people like them? Exactly. Because that's wrong. No. Yeah. And sometimes I want to respond back like, no, that's just, that's just fucking wrong especially on Twitter, Instagram too, but both. I'm just yes. like, no, no, no. That's just not how relationships work or <laughs> that's just not how depression works or like. I just want to like raise my hand. <laughs> Where's the I'm button? <laughs> I just, if everyone could just stop talking for a second. Hold on. Hold on. That's, that's, that's not how it works. It's wrong. What all you just said wrong. is wrong. So, so yeah. clearly we're going to talk about all of the internet advice that you are currently reading mm-hmm. and we would really like it if you would stop listening to it. Yeah. Almost all of it. So much of it. Much of it. Not all of it, but so much of it. So yeah. we're going to, I mean, we're going to talk about bad advice and then we're going to talk about, do we want to like go through? Yeah. 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 Okay. I agree. So bad advice. Bad advice. And then we're going to talk about advice that's not bad or it's not bad in and of itself, but it's probably not good for you or it's not good yeah. for your situation. Which I feel like is the bulk yeah. Of the internet advice. The I bulk see. of the internet advice is, well, for somebody, sure. Sure. But not for all the people who are trying yeah. to apply it to their lives. Yes. And often not for the bulk of the people who are trying to apply it to our lives. Because we'll talk more about this, but I feel like there, we look for advice that sounds good, that gives us permission to keep doing the things, things that, that we doing. know <laughs> we actually need to stop doing. Right. Or figure out something else. Something. Yeah. So that, yeah, that ties into the third one, which is evaluating. And it, this is tricky, but trying to evaluate like what advice is helpful for you and what advice isn't. And like yeah. trying to take that apart a little bit. Obviously, that's kind of a broad construct, but we're going to talk a little bit about, I think, how we evaluate advice. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I think that gives you, will give people a good framework. I like, this is what we do as professionals. When we read things online, yes, maybe you can take some tips. Yes. And then not have terrible advice (laughs) running your life. (laughs) Right. So let's talk about bad advice first. Yeah. Because there's plenty that's just straight up bad. Just terrible ideas. Just bad. Really bad ideas. Yeah. So we, I've got some examples. Yes. I'm not going to say where these came from, so I'm not trying to shame anyone. Right. Because um, we're really good people. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be. Sometimes I would like to shame people for some of the things they've said. I don't even want to shame them. I just I just want to be like, hey. No. No. Pl- don't do that anymore. And please don't say it so that other people see it and think it's a thing. Yeah. Please, please stop doing that. I would like to speak to you <laughs> privately to correct <laughs> very terrible misinformation that you have because it's and in the meantime please stop spreading it yeah don't do that 
so yeah, we're just obviously we can't cover like all the bad advice no. on the internet because we would do nothing else. <laughs> it would just be that. That would be our whole lives yeah. forever. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to give some examples. I think I'll just read off the examples. Yeah. We don't need to go through them one by one, but we can just kind of read a few so that people get a flavor and then And we can talk about maybe why some of these are bad. Some yeah. of them I'm just not gonna be able to contain myself. I'm sorry. No, yeah, we definitely <laughs> are gonna do that. So the first one is before going to bed every night, I see I'm not even gonna be able to say them <laughs> with like no, I like this. I like this voice. Read, them again. Read it. I'm ready. Okay. Before, before going to bed every night, forgive everyone and go to bed with a clean heart. So, oh. First of all, <laughs> literally the, the entire concept of forgiveness is like a whole other episode. Right. That, that we, we have planned. Talk, we yes. have planned. We will You're talk about, this. about that. But yeah. Mm. I mean, first of all, Mm. Which I've already said. Your heart is covered in blood, and so it's not going to be clean. <laughs> okay? It's just, it's an organ. It's inside of you. It's not clean. It's messy in there. It's, There's a lot of crap in there. It has to be messy. Like, this idea is so unhelpful because not only does it not really serve people. Right. In, like, a relational way and, and all of, you know, and how you interact with people. It's also basically impossible and so it's advice that literally sets people up to, to fail. feel terrible. Yeah. It's, Why it's can't setting I up have for a failure. peaceful, clean heart and forgive everyone? No, bitches. No. No. Because everybody doesn't deserve forgiveness. First of all, First yes. First of all. And second of all, the idea that this is a popular idea. I, I can't remember if we've talked about the, on this on the podcast, probably. But I had Maybe. written a blog post kind of about this idea of being done with conflict before you go to bed. Yes. Like, well, and we've talked about we've talked about this with with Monique, another friend who has a different podcast. We talked about it. Yes. 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 So this idea that you should be like done before going to sleep is just not a helpful. Like it's just not a helpful parameter to sort of say I need to have all my conflict resolved and all my issues resolved before I go to bed. If that happens, great, wonderful. Sounds like a great night's sleep. But that's not how life works. There, no. there are going to be things that keep you up at night because things happen in life. Yeah. And a better strategy would be, how do I deal with it when I am feeling stressed, but I do need to get sleep? Like a better way to handle that is to have a plan yeah. for what to do if you're stressed and you can't sleep. Or it turns out you can't sleep and like you're not going to be able to sleep. Okay, what are you going to do? What's your plan to deal with yeah. being tired the next day or having to manage your life when you're not getting as much sleep as you usually do? Because something happened. Yeah. That was important to you. And this idea that somehow in a 24-hour period, no matter what's happened to you, within 24 hours, you are supposed to now forgive <laughs> and move on with your weird, pristine heart. <laughs> Your, your strange bleached part. <laughs> like it's, that's not the human experience. No. The reality is that, and it, it, to me, it's similar to the whole, like, you know, don't go to bed angry. Like, yes. Exactly. Within marriage and like in relationships. Right. No, sometimes what you need in order to figure out how to move through your conflict or forgive another person is sleep. Sometimes yeah. what you need are months and months of good night's sleep right. to feel rested and to get clear about what you need. And this idea that there's something wrong, because I think that's what bugs me the most, is this inherent unspoken message that being angry or in conflict or right. disappointed with yes. someone is not okay. Right. Like, it's a bad thing that you have to rid yourself of. Like, no. No. Sometimes you need to be in conflict. Conflict is healthy. It's how you deal with conflict that matters. Yes. That's what determines whether it's useful, healthy, destructive, whatever. But there shouldn't be a scenario where you are in a, a significant relationship with another human being and yeah. there is no conflict. Like I, I don't believe people, even people like friends, whomever, like I'm not yeah. just talking about clients who say like, oh, there's no conflict in this relationship. Well, then that it's I not have. an important relationship. Something's you, wrong. One of, at a minimum, one of you is not emotionally invested in the relationship if there is never any conflict. Right. And conflict doesn't have to mean screaming and screaming shouting and, and shouting. throwing plates. Right. Like it's, it just means that there is a, 
and a certain amount of disagreement or discord, again, how you choose to deal with it sort of dictates what it looks like. Right. But it exists. And anger and- exists in and out of conflict. Sometimes we're angry at people and they don't know, so there isn't really conflict. Sure. Your anger is not something that you need to wash yourself. Clean your heart. No. Anger is important. It tells you like a need that's not being met or that a boundary has been violated and to expect yourself to like be rid of it overnight is silly. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Plus I don't, I think especially there is this tying into kind of what you're saying. Conflict is not only healthy and normal and natural, but conflict is also can be a point of connection, right? We see when couples, especially with couples, but I think in all of our relationships, when we have conflict and we heal or work through that conflict with another person, that brings us closer together. We share something deeper and more vulnerable and more intimate because we've worked through some problem together. We've worked through some conflict together. So you're robbing yourself of the ability to connect with your partner or whomever, like whomever significant relationship, your mom, whatever, like your best friend, your, your your coworker, whoever (laughs) whoever it is. And like, yeah, I think, I mean, anger, conflict, conflict is a source of, like you said, it's an opportunity for deeper connection. And I think as an individual, regardless of what happens in the relationship as an individual, it's always an opportunity for growth. Right. And so again, trying to whisk it away is basically going like, I'm going to toss aside this opportunity for me to grow, to learn more about myself or what I need or boundaries or how I show up in conflict because I want to go to sleep with my clean heart. Right. I like that. I like this quote because we managed to knock out a lot of bad, different types of internet advice. (laughs) I think (laughs) there's bad advice about forgiveness, bad advice about going to bed, not going to bed angry, bad advice about like your clean, non-angry, non-conflict heart. That's weird. Yeah. So all of that. That drives me crazy. Just no, no, just no to that. All right. We're going to read. I'm going to read a couple more. If you really want something, you will find a way. Which I think sets people up for failure. Yeah. Those are to feel like a failure is what I mean. Those who fly solo have the strongest wings. I feel like we have this, to stop and talk about I, that. We need to talk about this. Yes. Because I feel like there is a lot of bad internet advice that really basically is telling you that the best way to live life is all alone. <laughs> you can't even bending for yourself <laughs> in some weird the way to be strong is to be independent and not need anyone. And not need- That's just crap. It's crap. Everything about that is crap. Sorry. You're a human being. You are wired to be connected to other human beings. It is literally how we have achieved any, anything we've achieved as a species on this planet is it's through together. collective efforts. Listen, anything else is ridiculous. <laughs> we get together as human beings and we do some really fucked up things. I'm not lying. Sure, of That's course. Fine. Yeah. But ultimately, everything about our forward progress is about being connected. Exactly. We're, we're biologically wired for this. Like nobody else, no one anywhere is successful in some way. By themselves. By themselves. Birds that fly alone are tired. And lonely and cranky and don't know where they're going. Yeah, and probably dead. Probably dying. I mean, they're dead or they're dying. Yeah, probably that's where that's headed. And again, I think for me, a lot of the bad internet advice, it's like, it's the unspoken message, which is that meeting other people is is wrong. Yeah. That's not how you succeed or transcend or be your best self. No, being your best self is recognizing that you absolutely need other people Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to have healthy boundaries with those people and ask for your needs and be reciprocal and, and meeting other people's needs and navigating relationships. That's your best life. Right. Exactly. Forever. That's, and it's true for everyone. I mean, I guess there are, would be, certainly there are situations where people don't have an opportunity to connect to other people. Like certainly there are extreme situations, right? Like anything we're talking about could be an extreme situation. Like, I don't know if you're in solitary confinement somewhere, like you don't have an opportunity to connect with other people. And also probably know very, very keenly how important it actually would be if you could connect. I mean, there's a reason they use it as punishment. Right. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's why, because we need to connect to other people, even when 
again, in this scenario, there's a chance that other people can do some really shitty things to you. Yeah. It's still, it's still better. better be, yeah. Like it's still better to be close and connected. And, and that's not advice to stay in toxic, horrible, abusive no. relationships. No. It's to point out how instinctive our need to be connected to people is. Right. And so if you understand that and we acknowledge that, then I feel like that frees you to make choices about having, uh, figuring out how to have better relationships, whatever, whatever your situation is, how can you have, be close to people who are going to be good for you right? instead of trying to be a solo bird who flies alone. Right. Exactly. Cause you're not going anywhere. No, not anywhere. Good. Not anywhere. Good. No. And again, with the caveat, like, yes, it is difficult to be in relationships with other human beings. Like <laughs> people are hard. Yeah. We're marriage family therapists. Like we're very, we, we're very clear. It's, it's hard. It's fucking hard to be in relationships with other people, but that's the way that we are built. And I mean, when we say that's the way we are built, I just kind of want to clarify. There are reams of research yeah. demonstrating how important it is for us to be yeah. connected to other human beings, how important it is for our biological health, how important it is for our emotional and psychological health. It's just not even in dispute. It's, yeah. This is, these are not debatable points that we're making here. This is like MRIs and decades upon decades of attachment research. Yeah. And like, it's very, this clear. is straight up. Like you can quibble about what the relationship looks like or yeah. what you as an individual particularly need from other people and are willing to give to other people. But we all need people. Period. There's no not needing people. That's not a real thing. That's yeah, that's that's how that works. And you need people and can have find value in solo time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't need to be with it, people all the time. Yeah, it's not it's like it's not one much. or the other. Right. Yeah. So all right. That transitions nicely into our last <laughs> quote, which I think also transitions nicely into the second part of this podcast we're going to talk about. A relationship never dies a natural death. It is murdered by ego, attitude, and ignorance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see Esther's face right now, which was just like... <laughs> Absolutely not. I will, I will not accept that. begin with this one so first of all yes sure yeah those things will ego can, attitude and ignorance can definitely kill a relationship any one sure. of those things can definitely end a relationship yes. although i could argue that like of course none of those things in relationships people in relationships but that's right. a whole right. different quibble yes people <laughs> okay. right because it's not like a thing right but relationships die natural deaths all the time. Yeah. People do in fact grow and mature. Absolutely. Like, for those of you who are still best friends with your third grade best friends, amazing. Yeah. But a lot of us don't barely remember the name of our third grade best friend. Exactly. Pretty sure ego attitude. What was the other thing? Uh, ignorance. Ignorance. Ooh, that's a good one. We'll say that's a good one. That is a good one. But I feel like none of those probably killed off your third grade best friend relationship. Probably not. No, probably one of you moved. You were in a different class the next year. You just grew up and developed different interests in different friend circles. And like, I'm going back that far because I feel like the majority of you can relate, relate to, that. to that. But I think what happens is so often we get these messages and then you get into like adult relationships and you're like, I got to stick it out. Either I got to stick it out because then I'm the bad person who's, you know, ignorant or, you know, I have too much ego or whatever. Or I'm, you basically wait for one of you to bring that, those elements to the relationship. Like you wait for Until it to something be so awful that you, one of you is just like, well, we've, I've got to kill this thing. Right. Instead of recognizing. No, no. This oh, isn't. We could maybe just have a conversation. We're like, you know what? This isn't, this just isn't a good fit anymore. Right. I still like you and respect you. Right. But like, I don't. This doesn't work anymore. This doesn't work. And I, I think, I think it, for me, the reason I have a problem with this quote, the, I said the underlying message yeah. I think that's problematic in there is that a relationship has to end because somebody acted badly. Yes. And that is a very dangerous and untrue notion. Yeah. That relationships don't just die or, you know, don't work because there are elements in there that just don't fit where no one is the bad actor. 
No yeah. one did anything to no. hurt or be malicious or whatever towards the other person, but that it just didn't work. Yeah, that's a real thing. And I think it sets us up to miss so many opportunities, again, for some personal growth and for some introspection of, oh, well, if we don't have anything in common, how did, what was it about this relationship that I got into this relationship and right. how, how have I grown and changed? And like, if you're not looking for you're the villain or I'm the villain and you're just going like, hmm, does this work? Does this work? Is this what I want? Yeah. Cause the other piece of that is sort of, then you're sort of like, you hear sort of people say this all the time, like, well, I'm thinking about breaking up with this guy, but like, he's a perfectly nice guy. We have fun together. I don't know. None of us is a bad person. So I should just stay with him. What? No, no. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Because that decision then leads you down a path where one of you is in fact, eventually going to do something that kind of, that's, that might quote, fall under that. That fall, right. falls under one of these two categories. <laughs> you don't have to wait for that scenario. It's okay. Things don't have to be bad for you to be like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this. There are no. millions of wonderful people in the world <laughs> that I am not in relationship with. Yes. We just, whatever. It's, it's just not, I'm not interested or they're not interested. And like, nobody's bad. Nobody's a villain. No. And that's still, that happens. It happens in friendships. It happens in romantic relationships where you just go like, oh, well, this isn't really working. And it is, I think, harder, which is why I think we have these kinds of quotes. It is much harder to to have the conversation and to break up with somebody mm-hmm. when nobody did nobody anything did wrong. anything wrong. Yeah, and that's really, I mean, it kind of like our episode. I don't know, a few episodes back about like how much we really want bad people to seem like that. There's like yeah. a bad person type because mm-hmm. it makes that's more comfortable, right? Like I can see it coming and. Mm-hmm. you're wrong or I'm wrong. Like, no, no. Nope. And I've watched people try to create those narratives, like mm-hmm. try to sort of fit this in a construct of, well, one of us must be wrong or one of us must be bad or one of us must have done something wrong. And it's like, well, maybe, but maybe you just don't like each other like that. Yeah. Or maybe it just doesn't work like that. Or maybe you've evolved as a person as you've gotten older or whatever, like yes. something's happened and it's changed you. And it no longer makes sense to be with this person anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's no. it's not. And I feel like it plays out in dating. You've gone on a handful of dates. They're perfectly lovely. You're yeah. perfectly nice. And then, yeah, and then people either sort of weirdly slide into a relationship that nobody wants to be in. Right. <laughs> right. right? Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with me. And in general, we kind of are looking for the same kind of relationship. So I guess we're together. But no, no, but no, that's, that's why I believe in the three. That's why I made the three date rule. I, I feel like dating. the three date rule. And yeah, that's it's like a standard, like, oh, Hey, you know what? You're here like four or five ways in which you're amazing. Yeah. And also we're not a good fit. Also no. Cause it's so easy. It, you know, most people, most people are decent people. Yeah. Most people like if they're kind to you and they're not, you know, doing anything weird, you know, they're pleasant. And it's very easy to just keep going along. And you can keep going along and get married. You can keep going along and do lots of things that you don't want to do. Listen, we have seen that. We've seen it in real life. And it's really hard for everybody when somebody decides like, oh, I've just been going along for five years or 10 years or however long. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's, and it when sucks. you subscribe to to bad internet advice that basically tells you that when relationships end, it's because somebody did something wrong, mm-hmm. then when you're the person who wants to be like, you're a good person, but I don't want to be with you, there's all this guilt and shit, and like, I'm this yes. terrible, awful person. Right. Or th- it turns into blame, like, you're terrible and you're awful, instead of us being able to acknowledge the like, no. simplicity of humanity, which is... Everybody is well, not especially for everybody. because our bar for marriage. I know we've beat this horse a bunch of times. If if people are like our regular listeners, but like our bar for marriage is really high, which is fine. It is perfectly fine to have a high bar to be in a like committed relationship yeah. with someone. But to recognize that means you're going to weed through a lot of people who don't meet that bar. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And if you get lucky, like early on, good for you. But. 
But if not, then you've got to cut some people out who you just kind of like, but don't like like that. Yeah. It's my favorite. I don't ever know what happens. There was this woman and she was like, she's a therapist. I don't know what happened to her. I don't even know if she's still in therapy anymore. But she had this quote that I loved. She was always like, if you take home all the puppies, then your house is just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> at like, some point. <laughs> at some point, that's what happens. Uh, adorable puppies pooping machines. Right. And it's like, you can't, you can't say yes to every single person who is, is decent and kind decent and kind and lovely. No, not unless you want to be married to all those people. Then I guess do you. Yeah. And simultaneously, just because you're not taking them home doesn't mean that the puppies should go to a kill shelter. Like right. we don't No, like, There's a really nice middle ground where you go like, Oh, this, this person is a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And these other people turns out they're not. They're not terrible people and I wish them well. And they're going to be great fits for other people. Yeah. And we can all move on. Godspeed. Just enjoy your life. life. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. So now we want to talk about advice that's not bad. It's just not right for you, which is a lot trickier. Is a this, lot trickier. This piece is a lot trickier. And it's going to transition, I think, nicely yeah. into our conversation about how to evaluate that advice. That advice is, <laughs> that, that is also tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, these, are, these are harder. These are more nuanced things. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the bad advice for you. I said that in a yeah. really weird way, but you got the... That's what we're going to do. You got that's the, what we're doing. the gist of it. <laughs> I think my favorite, our favorite probably or my favorite that I think you'll agree with is the, and we did an episode on this early on about how marriage is hard work and how people distort that to mean so many things that it does not mean. Yes. It does not mean. That is probably, I think that is probably the pinnacle of advice that is not inherently wrong or bad. Right. It's true. But that is, perceived and then applied in situations where it is super inappropriate. Yeah. Just not meant to be applied. For instance, if you have a partner who compulsively cheats on you and even when you've expressed, I don't want that. I don't want to be in a relationship where somebody is seeing other people and they keep doing it. And you say to yourself, well, I got to hang in there because marriage is hard work. It's not that kind of hard work. Nope. That's, no, that's not the hard work. That is not the hard work of a monogamous marriage. <laughs> you can't even. It's just not. <laughs> hard work is like, is navigating your conflict right. or compromising on holidays. It is not. No. Tolerating. It's staying connected yeah. and dealing with in-laws and, yeah. you know. Navigating changes in your sex drive or your the ways in which you express intimacy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Blatant disrespect mm-hmm. and dishonesty mm-hmm. does not fall in the category of the marriage, marital hard work. Yeah. I mean, fairly safe to say with the caveat that people will interpret this, I guess, as they will. If your partner does things that make you feel small or humiliated or like less than, it's a pretty safe bet that that is not the hard work. That, that's not the hard work we're talking that about. Is, those are things that are non, non-starters yeah. and need to be addressed. Right. Corrected immediately. Yeah. Or you need to rethink what you're doing. I mean, I've seen it applied to straight up abusive situations. Maybe not flat out physical abuse, but certainly like yeah. emotional or verbal abuse. Yeah. And to sort of say like, well, you know, it's hard work. No. No. That's not hard work. That's that's abuse. That's abuse and it's wrong. And there's no reason you need to stay for that. You absolutely don't need not. to stay for that. No, absolutely not. And I think that's, it's one of those pieces of advice where I'm always like, and you know, different people use different language, which I think is also the challenge with internet advice is like some people are super eloquent and like sometimes I read oh, yeah. it and I want to share and I never do, at least I don't think I ever have for that very reason, mm-hmm. because I've just done this work long enough and I know enough people that I'm like, there is somebody right now in a relationship that is emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, Mm -hmm. abusive, Mm -hmm. who will see that and think I need to stick it out, especially because you and I know, like there's a whole cycle of abuse, right? There's a period of time where things get better, right? 
And then you read something that says, oh, marriage is hard work. And you got to like double down on the hard work. Right. You got to power through it. Then you stick around for something that is not in fact something that you should be working through. That's not an issue to work through. That's something for that person Mm -hmm. to go get help around. Right. And your physical and emotional safety is non-negotiable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, this connects to the, the bigger problem with, with seeing advice on the internet or seeing advice, you know, Anywhere. from random people in yeah. your life or non-random people yeah. in your life that <laughs> especially with relationships there, there's an incredible nuance yeah. and trying to apply these broad themes to your particular nuanced situation. Right. It's basically the whole reason our jobs exist. Yes. <laughs> is to it be totally able to is. do that because <laughs> These, these broad themes don't really help you fix what's happening in your relationship. Yeah. They don't really help you fix necessarily other issues, like maybe your career or things like that. They, they're not tailored to you and they're not tailored to your needs. And they're not looking at a whole scenario. It's just a broad concept yes. that may or may not be helpful to you. I think that that's the, it's, it's a double-edged sword, I think, in particular on social media, because on the one hand... Things need to be short and catchy. And so we put stuff out in the world, which is not helpful. It's either terrible advice or it's like this. It's advice that really is helpful when applied in a very nuanced kind of way. Mm -hmm. The flip side is, which I hope we're doing it now and like that I do see sometimes is the conversation. Right. Because any advice, even from us, Mm -hmm. as brilliant as we are. Sure. I mean. Without conversation. Right about your particular situation and the nuances of your life and your whatever, then has the potential to not be really helpful. Yeah. Or even detrimental. Or even harmful. Like yeah. this feels like this is, this can be applied to so many couples I know mm-hmm. in a really positive way and also be incredibly detrimental to somebody else in a different situation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, we all share quotes on the internet. I mean, I'm posting quotes every day. Yeah. So we all do it. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do it. And I think, I think is for you and I, we haven't talked about this directly, but I would assume for you as well, there's always a little bit of nervousness about sharing quotes because you had somebody has in real life or in your office, like has said, has applied some quote in a way where you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's not, that's not it. That's not it. That's not what I said. That's not helpful. Like, (laughs) no. So I think is is like professionals, there's always a little bit more sort of wariness or yes. being cautious about that. And I don't know how much of that wariness or that sort of concern or or thinking about it gets translated in the public about yeah. like I yeah, I don't think so. Is don't this actually helpful yeah. to you? Yeah. No, there is always sort of this like, is this helpful? Is this, you know, oftentimes Oftentimes it's either a super long quote that sort of explains what I mean, <laughs> or it's a quote, and then like my caption is super long, right. or you know whatever. And I mean, I hope a lot of times, and I think this we have some more examples, but I mean, this starts to get into the, like how do you figure it out? I think my hope is always that people are asking a question, yeah, right. Like you read it, and then there's a question, right? Like, oh, but how do I do that? Right? Exactly. It's like, oh, if marriage is hard work, but what's the difference between hard work and things that I shouldn't be putting up with or what is the hard work supposed to look like or feel like, or right. We got to ask some questions. I think it's, there needs to be conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And that goes, you know, perfectly into sort of talking about like, how do you evaluate whether something is really helpful to you and really meaningful for you or crap or not or just not helpful to you, right? Yeah, like not helpful. crap, but yeah. just not useful. Or just pretty your... words. Yeah. Like that's, that's okay too. I like pretty words. It's adorable. Yeah. Doesn't really mean anything. No. It's nice. No. I like I like poetry. Words are good. Words are good. And sometimes it just makes like it's also okay if it makes you feel something. And then having a minute where it's like, well, maybe don't make that your life philosophy. Right. Maybe just go like, oh, oh I like that. That's nice. I don't even really know how I would apply that, but okay. But cool. Cool. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> just treating it as pretty words is a strategy. <laughs> that is one strategy. Like, oh, these are pretty words. Uh, 
and I like pretty words. That like, might just be the writers in us. I guess that's a that's a good there's analogy. a little bit of that. <laughs> but I also think, and going back to piggybacking off of what you said, to sort of really start to ask yourself, well, why is this touching me? Yeah. Why is this impacting me? Why do I see this and I feel some kind of way about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I looking at this quote that says marriage is hard work and feeling like, oh, yeah. like it's resonating with me? Mm-hmm. And to sort of, again, ask yourself, well, why? Yeah. Where is that coming from? And why do you feel like you need that? Or why do you feel like that is valuable to you? And then, is it actually valuable to you? <laughs> is it? <laughs> and I think this is the place where we have to be honest about kind of our humanness, mm-hmm. which is we tend to look for advice that, that supports us continuing to do the thing that makes us most comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't sort of naturally unconsciously seek out things that are going to be unfamiliar or make us uncomfortable which is basically all growth is. The oh, yeah. changes we need to make in our lives uh-huh. don't feel comfortable. They always or feel good. like crap. Yeah. yeah. Just varying levels of crap. Yeah, but some feels levels. more uncomfortable. Yes. Is, I but think all. I said this week to a client, I was like, it's not vulnerability if it doesn't feel icky. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, if you come <laughs> in and you're like, I was vulnerable all week. I love it. It feels so good. You weren't, you were doing no, it wrong, wrong because vulnerability always feels <laughs> that's, icky. That's so funny because I have said, I haven't used the term icky, but I've said, if you are, if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not like, I kind of don't want to be doing this, then you're not being vulnerable. You should feel a little bit, of, at least a little bit of like, oh, I'd prefer not yes. to do this. Right. <laughs> like there may be, if you've done it enough times, there's a voice in your head that's like, I want to do this. Right. Because I know it's going to be good for this relationship or for me. Right. But like your gut feeling is like, oh no, this is. Sometimes I refer to like in, inwardly in myself when I'm yeah. having to be vulnerable, like in my own relationship, for instance, sometimes I refer to it as like, okay, you've got to swallow the knives now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you time to it. swallow time. the knives. It's do just, it. just do it. Just do it. Just, like, and I talk about vulnerability every day, all day. Yeah. I am in a healthy space to be vulnerable with my partner. Like, yeah. and yet- it's still referred to in my mind as swallowing knives. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Yeah. And so I think for people, for part of figuring out is this good advice is recognize, is really asking yourself that question. Do I like this? Mm-hmm. Because it reinforces my decision not to make changes that I probably need to change. Yes. Which I think is the dangerous part of the advice that's not bad, but that probably is bad for you. Right. Is because you are going to be drawn to the things that don't actually push you out of your, out of your kind of comfort familiar zone into looking at some things in a different way or trying something new. And so I think that that's a helpful question. Yeah. Or helpful space to be in to be like, "Mm, I think, for advice that I do like that I was doing and I've definitely have seen little Instagram posts are like basically advice we ask for advice when we already know what to do but we don't want to do it right right yeah, yeah. and so if you're scrolling looking for like, like oh, relationship means it's just <laughs> You're probably going to. We have such respect for those memes, clearly. Just such such respect. I mean, the weird part is I love them. I love them. I do too. And there are good, there are good quotes. Like there's a therapy practice that we follow whose name I'm going to butcher if I try to say it. I'm just Mm -hmm. not going to remember correctly. So I won't try, which feels bad because a plug is always good for all therapists. Where? In Philadelphia. Oh, Westchester. 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 Oh, now I'm going to butcher See? West, I think it's just Westchester, Westchester Therapy. Therapy. WC Therapy. Yes. That's who they are on, on Instagram. Instagram. Brilliant quotes. Name. You should actually follow them. Because their them. quotes are actually good and actually helpful. Which yes. I think kind of goes to our next point of looking about who is giving you this fucking information, right? Okay. These are, they happen to be brilliant therapists that we happen to know. We've, yeah. we've met before. And if you see something and it does resonate with you or or doesn't, you think it's weird or crazy or whatever, yeah. like, but it sticks out in your brain, like, go look that person up. 
Is that a person who's like trustworthy? Is that a person who has training or experience in the thing they're talking about? Yeah. Did they maybe write an article that's connected to that quote so you could read further and learn relationships are hard work doesn't mean accepting abusive situations. Like yeah. going to evaluate and just looking further to see like, well, what else is this person about? Like, are they just talking out their ass? Yeah. Or do they actually know some things? And even then it's not necessarily a guarantee that that advice is good for you. But no. it's at least a better shot. It's a better shot. <laughs> it's a better shot. Like, get curious about it. I mean, and we're all, like, scrolling and liking things and yeah. tweeting things and whatever. But, like, yeah, I think I think that's a really good way to go. And even just commenting, right? Like, yeah. even if you're lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm calling you lazy because I'm lazy. Sure. <laughs> sure. We could probably reframe that in, like, a nicer way. But whatever. We could. If you don't want to necessarily in go that down the moment. Ra- if you're not a rabbit hole person. You're not a rabbit hole person. <laughs> at the very least, you could comment, right? You could ask like, a what, question. What do you mean by what that? Mean by that? Or, you know, or read the other people's comments and see what that conversation looks like. But I think that that's a really good, that is a good way to sort of vet, like, oh, is this, mm-hmm. does this feel sort of valid? Yeah. And then again, how well does this tie to my situation? Right. Right. Like, is there's further context around this or a deeper understanding? Or yeah. can I message this person and just be like, so when you said that yeah. I shouldn't do this. And I've definitely had people do that. Oh, yeah. And and to be honest, and I, I would like to think that a lot of other people feel the same way, that are sharing things with the intention that it would be helpful to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly motivated to respond if somebody is like, oh, I read this. What do you mean about this? Or like, oh, I saw this. And, you know. All my friends are telling me to get, you know, I need to like dump my boyfriend, but you, you know, when I man. saw this, I just, you know, it reconfirmed that I really want to work on this relationship again. Right. Oh, if they say that to you, oh, you're going to get, then I'm like, well, we're going to hold on. Gonna I'm going to go ahead and slide in your DMs for a second. Uh-huh. Yep. It might be helpful. Here are some things just to clarify. Yeah. These are some things that if they're, they're happening, I'm not asking, but if they're happening for you, this doesn't apply to you here's maybe a place to get resources around it. Like whatever. Yeah. Whatever. However much. I mean, that's basically like crack to like a couple. Also, it is crack if you ask us a question about your relationship like that, yeah, like, we can't, re- I mean, can't, resist. I can't resist that. I can't, I have no ability to resist that. Yeah. I'll be like yeah, no, sitting there like, okay, what am I going to say? And how do I ask? And what am I going to do? Yeah. So the that's last just, time somebody asked we me, probably shouldn't say this because we'll get it. Yeah. The last time someone sent me something, I literally was I'm like, well, what's it? Like, I think I helped, I felt them find it was where they were. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. One, and when things get to, you know, again, when things get more nuanced or more complicated. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that on the Instagram DMs. (laughs) But we'll say broadly, you know, these things, this is what I meant. And this is sort of where a space where like, maybe this wouldn't be so helpful advice. Like, it's helpful for these situations, but not these other situations. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's a really important thing. So evaluating who is saying this and do they know anything about anything? anything and asking yourself why this is like resonating with you or why you're sort of thinking about making this your banner <laughs> um, and thinking about if this is a way to keep doing what you have been doing and kind of staying in your comfortable place. Yeah. And is that coming from a healthy place because you know there's also a lot of motivational quotes which as sometimes as annoying as they could be probably are the more innocuous quotes overall right don't give up okay sure although i can think of 12 dozen scenarios where that could be inappropriately applied but 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 sometimes (laughs) when it's there's also i think that like sweet spot of vague enough to be a problem and then so vague that it's fine like yeah don't give up Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess I'll keep hopefully, going. Right. Like hopefully you're <laughs> applying it to something that's positive in your life. And then that's awesome advice and great. Right. You know, like marriage is hard work is just big enough that it leaves room for it to also be problematic. Right. For some people and not so problematic for other people. So yeah. I think it's good. I think, yeah, I think the paying attention to like, how does this help me? Does this help me? Mm-hmm. Maybe the better question is, does this help me continue or make changes that are good, that move me closer to the life and relationships I want to have. Right, exactly. And I think this is, I guess, a kind of a tangent, but I think, but related to this, I think we feel like 
when we see something that contradicts what we're doing or pushes that little part of you that says like, Oh, I need to be, I need to be doing something different. Like I need to like be a better spouse or I need to leave my partner or I need to like, I don't know, be better at my job, whatever. Like there's a, there's a tendency to hide from that and like kind of shut down. Like I'm going to scroll real real fast past that. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess I would sort of encourage to pay attention to any emotional responses you have, if there's a significant emotional response in any direction to be curious about it. And that being curious doesn't necessarily mean I have to do something. I may not be ready to do something like maybe my relationship isn't going well and I do need to leave this person. It does not mean I need to go home and leave them today. Right. Like that may be the space where this is going. And that may be seeing whatever quote might be part of like my internal process of realizing, oh, this isn't, this isn't working working, or what do I want to do instead? Yeah. But that that's a process. And the more you're able to acknowledge that as a process, the healthier and like the better that can go. And it can be a hard space to be like, this isn't working, but I'm not quite ready to leave. Yes. It's a very hard space to be in. It's a comfortable space. But it is a better and more honest space that gets you to where you want to be. I guess I shouldn't say faster, but I think it definitely, I would say faster, but definitely more in a healthier way. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say, yeah, in a more efficient way. Maybe it's not like faster time-wise, but I think there's a lot less of the unhealthy circling back and forth than like right. what trying to I'm convince yourself. I, yeah. Right. Right. I think think you can do less of those mental gymnastics. And so instead of being like, if you see a quote on, you know, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, to be sort of that you have a reaction to, to say like, well, let's get curious about why that's happening and what that means. And I don't necessarily have to do something today or tomorrow or next week or next month about it. I can just accept that it is. Yeah. And I think that that is that's this tricky space to stay in, but I think it's probably one of the most helpful things to growth and change and figuring things out is, yeah, can you be, can you notice things? Can you be curious about what you've noticed? And then allow yourself however much time it takes to move from like curiosity and noticing to action. Mm -hmm. Because it takes time to figure out what you want to do. And I do think, even though we've now said that the internet is full of terrible advice. Which it is. Which it is. But also... Trash. But also, also like, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and Twitter and all of that. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us. <laughs> Our advice is not trash. Right. Sometimes. I mean, we can say it's definitely not trash. It may or may not be right for your particular situation. <laughs> it might be right for you, but it is not out and out trash for sure. Right. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that the upside is that the more sometimes the more input we get. So like the more quotes you see and the advice you get and the conversations, it helps you to tune into the things that create, as you said, emotional reaction. And then emotional reaction inside of you is just, it's your own, your psyche's way of saying like, hey, there's something going on here mm-hmm. that you maybe you haven't been paying attention to. So it exactly. can be super helpful. Even if the advice is bad, the experience can be helpful if you approach it a little differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Don't be listening to your little Instagram friends. Don't do it. They don't know shit. <laughs> they don't know shit. They don't know shit. And when you we bring that it. back to your therapist's office, we're going to be mad. We're going to be mad. Oh my yeah. God. There was this week, there was a client telling me not about internet advice, but bad advice. And I was just like, no. Yeah. I literally, I think at one point just put my hand in my head, just like, no, who told you that? And I don't know. Just no. Yeah. I, in the last month, I did have somebody tell me that they thought they had a particular mental uh, personality disorder that they don't. No. They don't even begin to meet the criteria for based Mm-mm. on, yeah. There's a lot of on. that. Speaking of which, speaking of there's that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of saying that people have personality disorders. And I'm like, you don't understand legit full-on personality disorders no. are not common. Right. They are not common. Traits are are identifiable in just about everybody to to some degree. We all have traits. Full on, like, narcissistic personality disorder. We're full on, like, borderline. There's not a ton of people walking around with full on personality disorders. There's not. Yeah. We could do a whole episode about that. We should probably do a whole episode about that. Let's just. 
go ahead and say like some bad internet advice that convinced you that like you're a narcissist right. or that you're borderline. Right. You're probably, if, right. if you read it and you thought maybe it was you, it's not it's you. It's not you. It's not first you. Of you. First of all. First, first and foremost, <laughs> it's not you. Uh, what but if yeah. I'm, what if I have antisocial, pr- okay, you don't. But you don't. Because because you so many things about you being in this room talking to me right now means that you don't. That you don't. Actually. Plus do that. You're 500 Facebook friends. So no. Right. But your, no. your little internet friends told you some yes. stuff and you that. Exactly. Nope. Yeah. So even though we are both giving <laughs> our anonymous clients hard times <laughs> or coming to us with bad internet advice, they actually did the right thing by being curious about what yes. the bad advice that they got. Absolutely. And checking in with a source that they trust to have more reliable information. And so. That is what you should do. That is what you should do. Go make friends with a therapist. If you're not seeing a therapist, go go, We're friendly people. Go make friends with the therapist. One more reason for you to be following us. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can ask them. You can just send us stuff. Just just like tag us in posts, forward stuff. Do not say that, Esther. (laughs) You cannot be a therapist for the whole world. No, Uh, this is a terrible idea. That's not it. That's a terrible. I said that. Go make therapist friends. Like go go on psychology today. (laughs) Put in your zip code, and then you can find a therapist. But you could also just like figure out where that person lives and hang out there. (laughs) This is getting really stalkery. I should probably stop. Don't do that. (laughs) We are not difficult. We're not. We're not. We're not. Just yeah built whole social media campaigns and websites yes. on being found. So yeah. that's, that's, you know, a terrible idea. So okay, well, we're going to stop with that now. Maybe we'll cut that section. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep it only for this one reason, because by the time this episode is released, it will be Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May. Yes. 2019. Uh-huh. And if you are in the DC area, the one place you are welcome to come and stalk us and talk to us <laughs> will be at our therapy is not a dirty word happy hour. Yes. Um, at the yard. Yes. On May 31st. 31st. May, 31st. May 31st. We'll also be at Viva Vienna. They can visit us there. Oh, that's right. Over Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Oh my goodness. You can totally the come see us at our May, booth. You can def- you can, you got two days in Vienna, Virginia at Viva Vienna. And, and we're real can- friendly there. We are super friendly there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought stickers. Oh my God, of course. <laughs> so not only are we friendly, but we'll have stickers. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there'll probably be a handful of stickers left over at the Therapy's Not Dirty Word happy hour on the 31st. So there yeah, we go. just a little plug. Come hang out with us. You can tell us all about your bad internet advice. Yeah. 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 That's... We'll let you know if it's good for you or not. Right. <laughs> but then we'll be like, um, also, maybe get also, a therapist. Also, maybe get a therapist. Yes. We'll introduce you to some people. Yeah, we know some people. We know. It turns out we know some people. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. So, what'd you think of today's episode? If you're listening in the anchor.fm app, hit the button up at the top and leave us a message. You can also send us messages on Instagram or Twitter at EstherBMFT and at Ian Flats. You can send us your therapist problems, suggestions for read, listen, watch, or ideas for upcoming episodes. And with that being said, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, anchor.fm. Catch you in the next episode.